Often in advertising, you'll hear terms like no obligation. But what does that mean? Hi, I'm Danny Deeks, and at Deeks Insurance, no obligation means we'd be happy to go over your insurance coverage and talk about your needs and options with no pressure to buy. And you could benefit either from potential savings on premiums or by getting a better understanding of your policy. Give us a call today at 1-800-240-5283 or visit us on the web at deeksinsurance.ca. When you get Jesus in you, you won't be as scared. Because guess what? We're not even built for this life. We're built for something way beyond here. Willie Robertson is our featured speaker today on Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, we have a great message to share today on leadership. And as you said, our guest is Willie Robertson of A&E's very popular program, Duck Dynasty. Willie is CEO of Duck Commander and Buck Commander in West Monroe, Louisiana. He's authored four books, and he really has a warm and engaging speaking style. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to be entertained by this message. It was recorded recorded in the fall of 2016, about five months before Duck Dynasty completed their five-year run on television. And here now is Willie Robertson speaking at Living Word just outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota on Focus on the Family. I am so excited to be here. I've never spoken in uh, Minnesota and, uh, oh, oh. I will tell you, besides the Lord himself, uh, I'll tell you who, who really pulled this off to get me here um, was a guy that worked for me named Kyle Tingwall. He lived up near Anoka. <laughs> oh. Likes a good Diet Coke. And I have fun with him every day. I cannot get enough of his accent. I don't have one, so, but he has one. Kyle, thank you for this opportunity. I've been getting excited about it. Uh, we're still shooting Duck Dynasty. Um, <laughs> that's going to help me to make it through shooting Duck Dynasty. I'm going to remember that clap because it's kind of like sausage. You know, making sausage is kind of, you know, that's kind of what making TVs like. It's a long process. I'm not complaining. I just didn't realize that uh, right now we're filming our 130th episode. So it's a lot of episodes. So, um, yeah, and it's been good. God's blessed us so much. Um, never would have dreamed. I get asked all the time, would you have ever thought this was going to happen? No, it's impossible to know um, that we were shooting a show that, and we put a prayer at the end of it. Now, and I'll be honest. To us, it didn't seem like a big deal. We prayed normally before our meals. And so putting it on television, I never really thought that the impact it would have. But it resonated not just in America. You've got to understand, it's in countries all over the world. So like it or not, when you turn that TV on, sitting in somebody's living room all across the world, there's a prayer to God piped in. And it went right through Hollywood, right through New York. And if you'd asked me, I'd have said, there's no way they'll ever do this. And guess what? God has a way, doesn't he? So give him the glory. So tonight we'll talk a little bit about leadership because it's a leadership conference. So um, 
I don't even think of myself as a leader. I really don't. But there's a lot of leaders in our family. I am from a family of leaders, strong leaders. Um, I do run the business along with my wife. She probably, let's be honest, she does more than I do at the business. <laughs> there's two guys that go, yeah, they do. So, uh, but there's different types of leadership styles. So whether you're in business, church, or families, we need to make sure that we pattern you know, how we lead people after the right people, right? Um, and I want my attitude to be like Christ Jesus. So the first person I'm going to look at is God himself that walked around on this earth. Philippians chapter 2 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in an appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Isn't that awesome? That Jesus did that for us. Um, so we can't lead unless we know who exactly led us. And it starts off so strange, right? He, Jesus was teaching us a lesson before he even got here. Because he had already figured out, I'm going to come down there and become one of you. So let's contrast Jesus and what he's done to our leaders that we see today. <laughs> Who are these people that lead us? Who are the people? They're the wealthy. They're the highly educated. They're the very well connected. They're lawyers. This one's funny. They're athletes and ex-athletes. I never figured that out. They're ex-pro wrestlers. I said that just because I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> it's true. That's a leader. Celebrities, believe it or not. Uh, and there's others, but let's face it. A lot of the people who, who we view as leaders are these kind of people, right? And these are the people that we think uh, have it together. Um, how did they get to the top? And let's be honest. I mean, how do people a lot of times get to the top? Not everyone. But they kind of step all over each other, right? Don't we stomp each other on the ground trying to get ahead of someone else? We climb that ladder in this dog-eat-dog society. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And the big rewards go for the big performances. I've gotten a chance to actually hang out with some leaders, uh, believe it or not. This is where I'm really going to name drop, okay? So, so Corey and I are going to the White House Correspondence Dinner. We were invited by well, uh, the Robertson. That's who it is. 700 Club. So we're going to sit at their table. And so we're walking in. Corey's on the phone with her mom. And she goes, yeah, we're going in. Uh, we're going to meet the president. And I said, Corey, we're not meeting the president. There's thousands of people here. It's a dinner. Like, we're going to see him speak. And this is the funny one where they, the comedians are there. And everybody kind of, it's a light thing. And she goes, okay, Willie says we're not meeting the president. I said, we're, just, we're going in to sit down. So while walking, we walk in the front door. People's everywhere. Guy walks up, earpiece. Mr. and Ms. Robertson, the president would like to see you both. 
Corey said, I told you we were going to meet the president. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. I came home, told all my buddies. I was like, you'll never believe what just happened. So I'm kind of a big deal. And um, <laughs> just when you think you're a big deal, this happens. So I'm at uh, Daytona. They're doing a car race thing. They had some celebrity. I don't know what I was probably saying a prayer or doing something. So I'm there, and uh, Governor Scott walks up from Florida. And I was like, oh, how you doing, Governor? And uh, he said, how are you? He said, I am so, he said, man, it is so nice to meet you. I said, thank you, Governor. He said, I love your music, and I saw your concert, and it was unbelievable. (laughs) Now, I knew he thought I was Zach Brown. I didn't even correct him. I said, thank you, Governor. I appreciate it. That's awesome. (laughs) Ten minutes later, his wife is dragging him back over. Willie, I am so sorry that he did not recognize. And he's like, st- he's like looking like, oh, I just, are there any cameras around? I said, it's fine, it's fine. So sometimes you're a big deal. Sometimes people don't even know who you are. <laughs> the last one I'll tell you about was uh, I was able to go and meet uh, Billy Graham and uh, at his house, like at his home. So his uh, daughter. Well, they were fans. They all watched the show. And so I had this chance and an offer. And I said, oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm there for sure. So I went up and I, I went in his room. And, you know, he's, um, and he was having a hard time hearing just, you know, because he's older. And his daughter said, Daddy, this is Willie Robertson. He's on a TV show. He came all the way from Louisiana to see you. And he looked up and he said, to see me? Why would anybody want to see me? And I was like, wow, like that's what I want to be like to where he sit. You talk about living that Philippians to as a leader and all he's done is to say, why would somebody come see me? That's the leadership style of Jesus. Jesus always gave a view and a thought that was totally opposite than what the world's view was, right? It was always different. Jesus was in this world, but not of the world. Leaders motivate, but what motivates us? That is the question. If you watch politics right now, you'll see the world's playbook. Fear, money, jobs, security, all things of this world, right? You look around, you see that. Because fear will motivate you. Because people will get scared to death. When you get Jesus in you, you won't be as scared. Because guess what? We're not even built for this life. We're built for something way beyond here. Matthew 5, Jesus taught. It's interesting to me because um, Jesus, one of the first things he said was he goes through and starts telling people kind of how to act. So if you think about Matthew 5, it's fairly early, right, in his ministry. The first things he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the kingdom of earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of their righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Kind of a different list on leadership style, right? What does Jesus want us to be? Less. Not more. 
Not angry, not scream. He's telling them about rewards they're going to get. Bonuses. Just think about how much we push ourselves to make more money and more bonuses and that next thing and that next thing. When Jesus is, he's offering things that he's seen, right? He's been there. So you can imagine if you come from heaven and you're telling people things that you're like, this will turn you on. And as humans, we have a hard time even know what he's talking about. And I'm sure Jesus is like, these are the things that are going to motivate you. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. I literally just fell on the floor of the kitchen and I said, Lord, I don't think I can do this. And I said, you know what? I I need help. Um, I need to know that I'm not the only one. Employed full-time and raising two girls, Serenay felt overwhelmed. I truly think that God uses focus on the family and the guests um, to bring hope, um, especially to young moms, working moms, or even stay-at-home moms. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can encourage more moms like Serenay and help them grow in their relationship with the Lord, especially during this pandemic. When you support Focus on the Family, you're strengthening marriages, equipping parents, and sharing God's good news with those who need it most. Can we count on your generosity today? Visit focusonthefamily.ca slash give to learn more. Or call 800, the letter A, and the word family. This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage, for those who want to become better parents, and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at 1-800-A-FAMILY or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. So I started thinking, and this may be silly and I've never done it, but I started thinking. (laughs) Because I want to motivate you and I want you to be a better leader. And it's probably going to be the opposite thing of what you're thinking. So I thought, well, what would that be like? I always think about what it's like for Jesus to leave where he came from, come down here. I used to say ants, like us becoming an ant. Now I thought, what if I were able to go and, let's say, be a duck? (laughs) I'm a duck. I've got to explain to other duck things, not duck men. I've got to explain to them things that they don't understand. But I can't talk because I'm a duck. See how difficult that would be? And I'm just thinking about Jesus trying to tell human beings how awesome these things are going to be. When he says, you're going to get something that's beyond that. I would tell a duck, okay, here's the deal. Make sure if you sit down, make sure that you're sitting by things that aren't plastic, okay? They look just like us. And if it's got a big 
like wad of sticks beside it, stay away from that thing. I'm, barrels come out of there and smoke starts going. It's awful. Don't stop in West Monroe, Louisiana either. There's some guys with some beards there that have just really done a hurting on the ducks over the years. Your best thing to do, just live on a golf course. It's safe. They don't shoot you on a golf course. Jesus trying to explain this to human beings. How different than our leaders do we see? Jesus had this amazing way of giving simple stories, simple things. The greatest leader of all time teaching limited human beings. He was teaching us how to lead. Ultimately, he had to be sacrificed himself. Guess what? That was a lesson. Knowing that he was going to have to sacrifice himself, God gave him over to us human beings, and he taught one more lesson. You know, it takes action to be a good leader. The first thing you got to do is follow. It's another one of these opposite Jesus things he tells us. You want to lead? Follow. Are we leading or are we following? One of the be- my favorite person in the Bible is the Apostle Peter. I, this story of his life blows me away every day. When I think about, so Jesus comes up, you know the story, Jesus comes up, a couple of boats there, Peter's a fisherman, all right, I like that, we used to be fishermen, Um, so Peter's there, they've been fishing all day, they ain't caught nothing, Jesus gives them a little lesson, then Jesus says, by the way, go ahead and throw the nets out, go out there and deep stuff. Jesus is not a professional fisherman, okay? Peter is. That's what he's living his life. What does Peter do? Master, we've been trying this all day. We ain't caught anything. But if you, all he'd done was teach him a lesson, right? So whatever he said, at least got him interested enough to go try. If you say go do it, we'll go do it. Throw the nets out. I'm going to sink the boat. Fish are everywhere. And what does what Peter say? I love it. What is Peter? Lord, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Isn't that what we do as human beings? Don't we let our sin, the first thing we'll do is push away from Jesus. Peter has no idea. He's standing there with a guy who's going to take this sin away from him. But he doesn't, Jesus doesn't even bat an eye. He said, it's okay. He says, I tell you what, you come follow me, I'm going to make you a fisherman of men. What does Peter do? Drops everything he has and starts walking. Jesus looked way past Peter, his shortcomings, because he needed a follower. He needed followers. He saw past his sin, past his lack of vision, lack of faith. He saw a follower. He's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for followers. That's what he's looking for. If you're going to be a good leader, you better start by being a good follower. Okay? If you don't, you know what you'll be? Luke chapter 18, you'll be the rich ruler. Same opportunity was offered to this guy. You ever thought about that? And he was actually, he had a way better resume than Peter. 
said, I've done these things. I'm a pretty good guy. Jesus looks right at him and says, you're a good guy, right? Let's sell everything you got and follow me. God himself, the, the creator of everything, offered this guy a chance. A chance of a, literally of a lifetime. The same thing Peter said, let's roll. This guy looked and what did he do? He walked away and he was very sad. Couldn't do it. You know what happens when you don't follow him? You don't get your name in the Bible. You're just the rich ruler. You are forever known by the sin that kept you from being a follower. You're just that guy. <laughs> Peter took that chance. Peter followed. Now, Peter doesn't remind me of me. I, I sometimes feel like Peter. Because he had, Peter did some dumb things, but he was like, he was so wanting to do stuff. He wanted to please the Lord so bad. He was a follower. You know what else he had? He had fearless faith. Fearless faith. Who's the first one jumped out of the boat? Remember Jesus on the, strolling on the water? They all thought it was a ghost. Like, oh, no. Jesus, that's okay. It's me. And Peter's like, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm getting right up on that water. I'm going to walk there too. I think he made a few steps. They're like, what the heck is my doing? He starts sinking. Jesus looks at him. Peter, you know he had to be like, Peter, good try. Good try. Jesus at the end of his life, the guards are going to come and take him. Peter takes his sword. He's trying to chop somebody's head off. Caught the ear. Jesus is like, hang on. <laughs> Not the way we're going to do this. That's why I love Peter. Because I'm like that. It's a stupid thing sometimes. And I'm like, what am I thinking? And then the ultimate thing Peter did. Jesus says, you know what? You're going to deny me three times. Peter says, never. Three years at least of his life, walking, talking, all the miracles, all the things he's seen, transfiguration, just all this stuff. Do you know who Jesus is? Nope. You were with him? Nope. Yes, that was you. No, that was not me. Denied Christ three times. Probably the worst thing you could do. I know a lot of you are married. This is not saying you're not married. This is saying I don't even know my spouse. That's 10 years of counseling to get over that, right? <laughs> That's a bad one. This is what Peter did. And what did Peter do? He starts bawling. See, leaders cry. It's okay. When you screw up, you cry. Leaders do screw up. But leaders get back up. Leaders get back up and they keep going. And that's what Peter did over and over and over. Acts chapter 1. Jesus, he gone. Acts chapter 2. It's a big gathering of people. They huddle up. Somebody steps up. Man of Israel, listen to this. Peter. It didn't take long. He got up off his face from just a few weeks earlier, got up, 
and he's preaching. The climate's still bad, right? They just killed Jesus. Peter's getting up and preaching. And he's actually like, you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing the cross. But God raised him from the dead. And he's preaching and he's preaching. At the end of the chapter says, with many other words, he warned them and pleaded them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. 237, when they heard this, brothers, what shall we do? Repent, be baptized. You'll get forgiveness of your sins. You'll get the Holy Spirit in you. They just had it before. Fire, looked like fire shooting out of their heads. That'll get you fired up, son. <laughs> Woo! I ain't had no fire pouring out of my head. <laughs> Peter did not want to be defined. He did not want to be that rich ruler. He didn't want to be runaway Peter. He did not want to be defined that way. Jesus said, that's a rock I'm going to build this whole church on. Is right there. And he followed him when? All the way until he died. Same guy who denied him. That fires me up, people, because look, I am sinful, I am broken, and I need Jesus. And when I read about people like that, who get themselves back up, pick themselves back up, and they keep going. God can use you in amazing ways, all right? We all can be leaders. If you would have told me 10 years ago I'd be standing right here talking to you, I'd have thought, I guess I got a preacher job and my other job didn't work out. (laughs) God used a television show to help a lot of people, and um, we're honored to be part of that. Love being with you. I hope you have a great conference. Father, I pray that we can be more like you. I pray that we can be more like Peter, Father, and the men that we read about in the Bible, and the women who did so many amazing things and got this whole thing started. 2,000 years ago, Father, we are still talking about you. We are still thinking about you. We are still praising you. Father, we give you everything that we have, everything. And we'll give you all the glory. Thank you for the blood that saves us. We love you through Jesus. Amen. Thanks, guys. An enthusiastic crowd responding to Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson as our featured speaker today on Focus on the Family. Wow, John, uh, what an inspirational message. And I really appreciate Willie's leadership skills as the CEO of Duck Commander, as the father of six, and as a Christian man in the media. That's not easy, as we know. Uh, Willie has written a book called American Entrepreneur, which looks at the history of our country by featuring its great businessmen and women. Uh, He also details how he transformed his father's humble duck call business into an international brand, and it's a fascinating read. Yeah, it's uh, quite a story, and we have that book here. Uh, Support the work of Focus on the Family and request your copy when you call 800-the-letter-A-and-the-word-family. Or you can stop by focusonthefamily.ca. And let me remind everybody, I hope you'll get a copy of Willie's book from Focus rather than an online bookstore. Uh, When you shop with us, the proceeds go right back into ministry, not to shareholders or anybody else's pocket. And as many of you know, the coronavirus pandemic and shelter-in-place orders crippled many businesses in the spring. And many of those small business owners were supporters of Focus on the Family. So we're seeing a decrease in donations right now. But at the same time, we're seeing an increase in the need for ministry. And Focus on the Family Canada has responded to that need by offering things like Focus at Home, a digital library of excellent Bible-based videos for both adults and children. So we do need your support today as we make every effort to help families thrive in any circumstance. 
Join the support team when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459, or donate online and request Willie's book and a CD of this presentation at focusonthefamily.ca. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening today to Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller, inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ. Mm-hmm.